Stories move hearts and hearts move impact. Slingshot Stories. 10 to 15 minute episodes built around what we believe to be really practical key areas of impact that are going to help you grow in your understanding of what impact is and how you can accomplish it. Everybody's on planet Earth for a reason. Find your sweet spot, get off the bench, and get in the game. Welcome to the next episode of Slingshot Stories. I'm Ed Gellantine, and I'm co-hosting along with Jared Barnett, the CEO of Slingshot. Another fascinating topic today, and that's the unanticipated benefits of private transportation, which sounds like quite a mouthful. Also sounds a little bit academic, Jared, but I'm really excited about this because of the impact that it can have on poverty and healthcare, so many uh, areas that it touches. So you guys have been doing a couple of years of research. Uh, I'm fascinated to hear what you guys have been finding. I think in Memphis in particular, we hear about transportation as a, a challenge a lot, right? We hear about public transportation, you know, we, not a lot of options. It's not, you know, not robust across the city. Um, and we also have a sprawling city, which makes it even harder for that right. to occur, uh, right? There's no subways here or, you know, commuter trains or light rail type things. So. By the way, is that fair to say that is most of the United States? I mean, you got New York City, got great public transportation because it's so compressed. LA, may, maybe, I don't know. I, I think there's challenges with transit in, in more sprawling cities, right? Yeah. So I, I lived in Dallas and there was some challenges there as Atlanta. a result of that. Now they had built like a light rail though that made it easier for commuters to get in and out of the city without that. Uh, but I don't know how accessible that was yeah. to you know all demographics. And I digress. Sorry. Aspects. Seems yeah. like an issue when I go to cities beside Chicago, New York, and those types of cities. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the one of the unexpected things that we, we realize is that there is value in private transportation versus public. Now, there's all sorts of considerations to take in mind, but we're looking at this from the lens of, of alleviating poverty. And, and that lens, there are real value in having access to your own vehicle, right? And, and yep. I say vehicle because there's a variety of things that that could, uh, could take on. And so what was interesting is in some of the research we did around this, having access to private transportation had real measurable income benefits. Um, and we can, you know, lots of reasons around that, right? Like, you know, I can, uh, I think some of those are that, you know, you can work longer hours because you're not as reliant on public yep. transportation or other sources. You miss the bus, you're not waiting two hours. Right. Or you can work at uncommon hours, right? You know, yep. you know, if it's like, you know, if the bus only runs eight to five, but I'm needed to work until six some days or seven some days, well, I can't take those jobs or I can't get home right. afterwards if I'm in those, right? And so it allows you to have more flexibility in the types of jobs you can can do. And it also allows you to access jobs that are not on bus routes, right? Or within a certain uh, proximity of where I live, that again, when you think about economic mobility, to, if you're constrained, if you're saying I can only work within a, a job that's a mile or two miles from my house, how many people commute across the country, right? And live in the right. suburbs and go work at jobs that are you know middle income or above, right? And if you take that mobility away from people, then you're constrained dramatically on the types of things you can get. And so having access to private transportation unlocks a lot of these opportunities. And the financial benefits uh, are interesting because it's, so the key here is that when the research that we reviewed said that when you go from zero to one vehicle, you actually experience an average of $8,000 increase in income. Wow. And we're like, okay, well, when you're experiencing poverty, 
that sometimes can be double your income or a third of your income in some situations, depending on where you are on that, that, uh, that spectrum. That's a meaningful amount. What was even more surprising is that those benefits continue when you go from one car to two vehicles. Uh, and so going from one vehicle to two, you still saw an additional $6,000 of income improvement um, by going from one to Pretty two. Pretty fascinating. And so um, not quite as much as going from zero to one, but still a substantive more. Right? 75% of that was still there when you went from one to two. And so it just kind of, I think for us, really made us realize like, wow, like this isn't just kind of a nice to have type of a thing, but the the access that comes from having that uh, private transportation available has a real dollar benefit that is meaningful um, when it comes to thinking about how do we help people who are experiencing poverty. Yeah. One of the questions I have about that is like, what types of transportation are you seeing? Uh, So I'm a used car guy, right? But I feel like cars are so expensive now. Um, To some degree, am I getting an $8,000 raise to just turn around and pay for a car note? Like what types of of, of private personal transportation are you seeing out there that works within that economic constraint? Yeah. So, I mean, it can vary on a range, right? So there are sure. some situations where, where if the infrastructure is sufficient, a bike might qualify as private transportation. Now, you know, there are parts of Memphis where that might apply. Um, but I would say that given the sprawling nature of Memphis, it's a little harder. And in other areas, there's, they're very bike-friendly communities where a bike can be a viable form of personal transportation right. because it opens up access to all sorts of things. Uh, if you take the move along that spectrum, they're scooters, mm-hmm. right? Things that, you know, the two-wheeled vehicles, whether it's a motorcycle or scooter, that are also a form of private transportation. Uh, when you look at other um, countries, right, especially other developed countries. Sure, that's true. Uh, they make much more use of, of scooters, and especially in urban settings, uh-huh. right, and are able to get these around easier. You don't have to worry about parking, you know, yep. gas mileage is better. All these things are there. Uh, for some reason in the U.S., we haven't embraced that in the same way that we have as maybe some of our you know, European counterparts when it comes to where they are on, on the economic development scale. Uh, and then you have you know, personal vehicles or personal cars, right? So you have your own cars, whether that's a used car or a new car. Uh, and obviously, there's the whole spectrum of what that could include. Sure. Uh, and I think with any of these, right, maintenance is an important piece of this because yep. this is a good example where I've seen where it's like, okay, great, I'll buy someone a car or I'll give them a car. But yep. if you don't also support them with the maintenance on those vehicles, Insurance, that car only lasts that for so long. Right. Right. Or if it's a great, I got a car, but I know I never got my license. Well, it might be a detriment because if I'm driving without a license <laughs> and I get pulled over, well, right. I have to deal with the consequences of that. And so, this is another example where I think, you know, there's this interconnected nature to poverty and we've interconnected right. nature to the services that are provided. And so we do have to think about this from a uh, holistic standpoint, but the, the research is, is conclusive that having access to a vehicle uh, over a period of time produces real economic financial benefit. Yep. And I know we didn't really touch on, you know, the environment and uh, some some forms of tra- transportation are much better for the environment. Uh uh, where where you're located geographically. I'm guessing uh, bikes are probably not that great in Minneapolis for about half of the year at least. So all these things are coming into play, but the point is um, private transportation has a measurable, clear, measurable impact on people's lives and their livelihood. Now, we mentioned, oh, you you told me offline, I think I've heard this actually from the My City Rides people, that there's measurable health benefits as well. Yeah. Talk about that for a minute if you got time. This was the really cool piece of this is that, you know, 
I think a lot of times we hear about lack of transportation and how that impacts employment and income-related things, but there's a very real health benefit here. And actually, one of the things that we would suggest is part of the inequity with healthcare is a lack of access. And private transportation is a, a part of that challenge. And so one of the things that um, we, we looked at in the research about private transportation is we found these consistent things around health. And so one of them is that um, when someone has access to private tr- transportation, they're much more likely to seek out preventative care. And when you think about health outcomes, uh-huh. addressing things in a preventative way always produces much better outcomes than a reactive sure. way. Yeah. There's also a cost piece associated to this, right? It's a lot cheaper for me to go and get you know, a checkup versus going to an ER. And mm-hmm. that impacts both the individual and society, right? Because if everybody's right. going in and is not insured and doing ER care, instead of working with you know, a doctor in a preventative way, all of our health premiums are affected as a result of that in some form or capacity. Right. And so that's kind of one aspect of the health benefits there is just you're more likely to get preventative care and then more likely to have better health outcomes. The other thing we found is that you're 50% less likely to miss a medical appointment if you have your own transportation. And so this is where, again, looking into what the alternatives are, if I was like, I have to ride a bus, well, if I miss one bus by even a minute and the next bus doesn't come for 30 minutes to an hour, what's the likelihood of me getting to that appointment on time, right? Right. Or if I've got to plan three hours to get to my appointment, because that's how long it takes, you know, public transportation or other other routes to get there, or I'm relying on a friend to get me there and they had something come up at work, it's just the likelihood of getting to those things. And so therefore, not only are you more likely to seek preventive care, but you're more actually to actually get that care because you can get there on time and you can, you can access that care in a way that allows you to receive the health benefits and services you need so that you're not putting things off and you're not missing those opportunities to get care in a more timely way. Um, so it's just all of those contribute to these health benefits that are also yeah. very relevant to accessing private transportation. That's fascinating. Uh, we got to land the plane because we want to keep our commitment to keep these uh, short and sweet. But I would encourage our listeners Go to the Slingshot website. It's got the data. It's got the reports. You can dig and dive as deep as you want. There's a theme throughout all of these, and that's data-driven, right? It's heart, but not only heart. Um, it's analytics, and that's what we want to communicate. That's what you're seeing, I think, with these organizations. We're going to have My City Rides join us kind of as an explanation of what they're doing to help this particular issue of private transportation. Jared, thanks for joining me again today. To all our listeners, I hope this has been helpful. Again, I can't stress enough, go to the Slingshot website, check out these reports. There's a zillion other ones too, uh, not just on transportation, but a lot of different sectors. Check them out, read them, give some feedback to the Slingshot team, ask them questions. Again, thanks for joining us. Until next time, all the best. Thank you for listening. We love your feedback, so please let us know what you thought about this episode as well as what you'd like to hear more of in the future. For more information, impact resources, or to purchase a copy of the book, Journey to Impact, visit edgillentine.com. That's E-D-G-I-L-L-E-N-T-I-N-E.com. The book is also available through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Target.com. For Ed Gillentine speaking inquiries or advertising opportunities, send us an email at ajourneytoimpact.com at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the Journey to Impact podcast team. Executive producer, Ed Gillentine. Produced and edited by Joey Woodruff. Special thanks to Stephen Chandler. Mm-hmm.